Fellow players groaned helplessly as Frederick, the great, Barker walked off, head high. He's a conundrum, that bird, declared Rand. You'd think he didn't have any fight in him. He doesn't when it comes to sports like this, said Bill. You hit the nail on the head when you razzied him about not wanting to mix it. I can understand now why he's steered clear of us fellows. He's against anything boisterous. He's grooming himself to be one of those gentlemen sportsmen, twit Steve, whose pictures you see in the rotogravure section of newspapers, sitting on a horse, dressed in a polo cap, or else stretched out on a country club veranda, in golf togs. The pictures look swell, but most of M don't mean anything. He's a grand guy, summed up Rand. I have to hand it to him for one thing. He's sure satisfied with himself. If I'd bawled any of you birds out the way I did him, I'd have started a free-for-all. He's got the spunk of a caterpillar. Coach certainly won't leave him in the lineup after today's game, reassured goaltender Chubb Roland. We were lucky not to lose. Fred spent about the whole time dodging collisions with the enemy. I think he only went down once. He's a fancy skater all right. He did some of the fanciest shifting I ever saw. Never used his body to block once, tried to do it all with his stick. I yelled to him once to get in front of his man, but he acted like he thought it wouldn't be the gentlemanly thing to do. Too bad he has to be such a lemon. I still think if we could get him steamed up about something he might surprise us. Not that baby, scoffed Rand. He's got chronic cold feet. You'll never see him make a showing where he's got to swap bumps with someone else. He says himself that's not his idea of sport. Personally, I wouldn't get any kick out of running races or making fancy doodads on the ice. I'd just as soon take up crocheting. The Kirkwood Ice Hockey Squad laughed. It had been a hard, tense season with little opportunity to relax against an unusually high brand of competition. That Kirkwood had managed to remain a contender for the State Interscholastic Ice Hockey Championship, despite the absence of dependable spares, had been due to the heroic effort of the original six and the excellent guidance of Coach Howard. His latest move, however, in recruiting Frederick, the great, as a hockey player, had appeared a psychological mistake, affecting as it had, the team's morale. Even sporting accounts of the game were none too complimentary. Fred Barker, playing his third game at left wing for Kirkwood, said the Daily Eagle, still left much to be desired. Making allowance for the fact that ice hockey is new to the champion fancy skater, Barker, in the judgment of this sports writer, should be entering more into the spirit of the game and teaming up better with his mates. Time and again, on capturing the puck, he seemed at a loss as to what to do with it, taking some pretty turns about the ice which promised much but produced nothing. Coach Howard still seems of the opinion that Barker is going to fill Don Keith's skating shoes, but, on the basis of his performance today, he will have to come along rapidly to even approach Don's stellar ability. Keith to Downey to Keith used to be the pass combination, which brought scores for Kirkwood. Either that or the reverse, Downey to Keith to Downey with the resultant shot for goal. 
But Kirkwood has lost her scoring punch, temporarily at least a punch she sorely needs in the coming battle against Melville, a sextet possessing such defensive power that not a goal has been scored against her the entire season. I suppose you read the papers, was Coach Howard's greeting to Frederick, the great, Barker on calling him aside at the next practice session. Yes, sir, Frederick replied, in a disinterested tone. That being the case, it saves me breath, said the coach. The accounts of your playing were fairly accurate. I thought so myself, agreed Frederick. But you can do better than this. Why, man, you haven't begun to let yourself out yet. I've seen your fancy skating exhibitions, and I know what you can do your daring leaps and whirls. That airplane dive, as you call it, is one of the most hairbreadth things I've ever seen on skates. Frederick's face spread into a slow smile. That isn't bad, is it? Bad? It's simply great. But why can't you transmit a bit of that dash into hockey? You're doing some nice straight skating, but that reckless abandon isn't there. I believe in you, Fred, or I wouldn't have urged you to play, against your own inclination. The champion fancy skater dug the point of his skate into the ice. I know that, he said, with his first show of feeling, but I can't help it, coach I'm doing the best I can. Coach Howard eyed the new left wing shrewdly. You're just kidding yourself, Fred, he said, pointedly. There's something troubling you, boy. It's been troubling you for a long, long while, and it's time you were getting it off your chest. Come clean, what is it? A hurt expression came into Frederick's face, which he ordinarily kept well masked beneath the external attitude of indifference. You wouldn't understand if I told you, he returned huskily. Perhaps I would. How could you when I don't really understand myself? All I know is that I've never had a desire for direct competitive sport. It dates back to the days when I was sickly and my parents discouraged me from taking part in the games and bucking up against the stronger fellows. I was disappointed, of course, and it sort of killed something inside me. You can get it back, reassured Coach Howard. Give yourself a chance. Frederick shook his head, sorrowfully. Since I couldn't go in for the sports other fellows were playing, I developed the habit of staying off by myself. That hasn't helped me, either. I guess I've been too retrospective. There's such a word, isn't there? The coach smiled, sympathetically. I think so but I've been so busy with my present that I haven't had time to look backward. You shouldn't let the past have such a hold on you, Fred snap out of this. You're missing half the fun in sport. Frederick nodded, ruefully. I'd give a lot to be able to get enthused, he confessed. When I see the kick the other fellows get out of playing, I know something must be wrong with me. All my athletic development has been individual and team play has left me cold. You want to know what hockey seems like to me? It's just a series of cracked heads and shins and so many knockdowns. Coach Howard laughed. It's because you haven't thrown yourself into the game, haven't caught the spirit of it, he insisted. I guess I haven't, Frederick conceded. 
As an individualist, I'm impressed with the fact that, in hockey, skating is secondary to the game, and I get no particular thrill out of chasing a puck and banging at it with a stick. Neither can I see any necessity for letting myself be bumped to the ice if I can possibly help it. For that reason, some of the fellows are insinuating that I'm yellow. I hope you don't think that. Frankly, said Coach Howard, you're one fellow I can't catalog. You've got me a straddle a fence. Well, I feel better for talking with you, said the champion fancy skater. I've never opened up like this before. No one's seemed to care. No one's cared because you haven't seemed to care what they were doing, explained the coach. They won't warm up to you until you warm up to them that's only natural. Frederick swallowed, miserably. Then I really don't know what I can do about it, he said, hoarsely. I'm so used to doing things by myself that I don't feel at home with other fellows. I guess you'd better call it quits, coach. I wouldn't want to lose the Melville game for you. Almost anyone would be better in there than me, no matter how good a skater I am. Nonsense, decided Coach Howard. This game means the championship, but if it meant a chance for you to win out over yourself, I'd rather play for that. You're going to discover one of these times, Fred, that you need hockey much more than hockey needs you, and when you do well, you'll be a different fellow. All of Kirkwood sat on the anxious seat the day of the Melville game. It was biting cold and clear, and the rink was in the fastest condition of the season. There could be no complaint of the day or of the ice. The only cause for concern was the Kirkwood team, which had played uncertain hockey since the loss of Don Keith. But Coach Howard had been keeping a surprise up his sleeve for the fans. Don's sprained ankle was well enough for him to play a part of the game, properly taped. When he reported for duty before the contest and told his overjoyed comrades that he had been working out secretly for the past three days, the old morale returned. The feeling of apprehension over Frederick, the great, Barker vanished at once, in fact, Kirkwood's new left wing was left completely out of the demonstration, sitting quietly on a bench in the corner of the locker room. I'm glad to see you back, Keith, he welcomed, when Kirkwood's veteran, limping slightly, came back to his locker. Glad to be back, Keith rejoined, eyes gleaming. We've got to take that chesty outfit today. Can you imagine they're not even being scored on all year? Have to watch out for their crack center, Scotty Lathram. He's the backbone of their offense and defense, one of the best poke checkers in the game.